You're listening to The Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am. Good morning, guys. Welcome to The Perth Property Show. My name's Trent Fleskins, your host as always. Today, we've got Brendan Tolmier back in the studio talking about the regional market. Before I say hello to you, Brendan, I just want to say to everyone out there, thank you so much for listening along. We have hit massive milestones in terms of our listenership recently. And, and if you love the show and you've been listening every week, share it out to all your friends. Property is the talk of the town right now. I think it's become the water cooler conversation. It's become the barbecue conversation again. And a lot of people will be looking for good quality information. There's no better quality information than listening to Brendan Ptolemy from Heron Todd White. <laughs> Brendan, thanks for coming back in, mate. Cheers, Trent. Thank you. Uh, well, I want to do a shout out to the episodes that you did with Rita Safiotti. I think you did an amazing job there. Oh, thank Rita you. was really open for the discussion too. She needs to be commended for coming in and, and openly talking about those planning laws. So I, I thought it was really insightful. I reckon our valuers need CPD points when they when listen, they listen to that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, the point here is it's going to structurally change the way we build yep. and develop and provide urban infill. The triplex will be no longer, I think, a year from now or the way it is with a one story on smaller blocks. Yep. Uh, it will be shifted towards townhouses and a lot more of the stuff you see in Europe, the masonette living, the three or four large family apartments on in one mansion. We're being pushed that way and I think it's for the better. It's just going to create some structural pain along the way, I think. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, Reddit's job is to try and educate the, the population as to what's coming and obviously also the developers as to what's possible. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it would be a good thing that it moves and the people who educate themselves quick enough on how to move with it will be the ones that win. But we're not talking about that today. We're talking about the regional market again. Yeah. It's been probably four or five months and again, a lot has changed in that time. Yeah, it's been crazy, Trent. And obviously, there's been a lot of press around people moving out of the cities and into the regions. And I just like everyone to be a little bit careful about that. And a lot of that press is generated from the East Coast. And, and obviously, structurally, they're quite different to WA. Their distances to the regions are, are much smaller than ours. But our, our regional market is absolutely hot as well at the moment, as, as well as Perth Metro. And we can yeah, go around some of those locations and, and have a look at them. Yeah. You know what's funny? This is the first time you have not qualified that by <laughs> saying, Karatha, you've said the regional market as a blanket. Wow. Yeah. Where so do you want to start? Let's start where it's hottest, and, and that's that holiday mecca of Dunsborough. So that southwest marketplace is, is going absolutely crazy at the moment. Uh, it is at the same types of activity levels and price growth as the western suburbs, as your, your Cottesloe's. Is it the same money? Uh, well, potentially it's the same money, yeah. Yeah, which is really interesting. And obviously the beginning of that panic buying so to speak came when people understood that they wouldn't be allowed to travel overseas for the next couple of years and that they needed to be able to secure a, a holiday home they went online they, and they needed to yeah <laughs> did they well the scenario is you go online i'll just go and rent that property that we've always rented or one of those luxury homes that i like and and that's how we'll work out our holiday plan and suddenly they're all full too. So how will I solve the problem? I've got money. That's it. I'm oh, just going to have one. to buy it. That's yeah, a yeah. shame. Yeah. The interesting thing about you starting with Dunsborough is the last time we spoke about Dunsborough, the theme had been for the last year or so that there was a blip about a year and a half ago, yep. maybe two years ago. But then actually since then and up till, well, I don't know, Christmas, it's been a bit disappointing. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then the, what? on the way into Christmas, it started to heat up. And then on the back end of January, February, has been absolutely crazy. So, yeah, there were some standout transactions towards the end of last year where stock started to get cleaned out. And now we're in the zone of people offering well over what asking prices are. The FOMO 
kicking right in. A lack of supply is a, is a massive issue in terms of uh, people that have longed after being in in, and in holiday properties in certain locations. You know, I want to be in Greystown or I want to be in Dunsborough or I want to be in Margaret River and then finding that there's actually nothing to buy there. I've actually noticed, and this is a great signpost to what's going on there, there's an infill project on the corner or where of the ocean and the main strip. I don't know what the street name is there, but it looks like a fantastic project. But that wouldn't happen if it wasn't supported by, one, the planning uh, system there, but also the public demand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And so, and there's also those stories that we will have seen uh, in terms of the, the market moving downward over a number of years where people simply couldn't sell some of the product down there. You know, I've, I've got a lifestyle lot in the middle of the bush and it costs a bit of money to maintain and that kind of stuff. We, we've stopped going down... Uh, it's access to our requirements. We want to sell it now. And there literally was no demand in the last few years. Yeah, or within, you know, two or three years ago. It's amazing to flip that switch and end up in a market now where everything would be selling. Do you think we like Dunsborough the way it is? Do you think that one day it will be a Byron Bay? Number one, I think the Dunsborough Town Centre is pretty ordinary. Uh, you know, unfortunately, they've, they've it's, it's evolved over a period <laughs> yeah. of time and, and it's got a big roundabout in the middle of it and everyone wants to drive through the centre. They've got a planning issue that they need to solve there over a period of time. Having said that, obviously, everyone loves the place because of all of the, the surrounds. I think it will maintain its own character over a long period of time. I think the difference to some of those East Coast locations is that we're more spread out down there, which is always the WA angle, isn't it? Perth Metro is more spread out than any other capital city in Australia. Similar down there. So you don't end up with that look at me type scenario in those locations down down there. Yeah, Dunsborough on the hop, is it too hot already? Or if you're still looking for a holiday home, do you look somewhere else? Yeah, so it is white hot and you, you just need to consider your options in there and do your research. Where We've seen contracts that we're struggling to support where, you know, if you're not coming with cash, you're not going to be able to buy the place. Yeah. What's next? So if we go down to probably swing around down into Albany, a really hot market down there at the moment, two slash three offers on on all types of product, locals scrambling to buy further product because they understand that they're coming off the bottom of the market, investors trying to buy in, people trying to buy holiday homes for themselves, but also trying to buy holiday homes to rent out on the short-term market as well. Why do we think that is? I was down in Albany for Christmas and it is a beautiful part of the world. I'd never been there before but, and it felt like I was in a new, a different country, to yep. be honest. It's very unique. Is that because it was 15 degrees cooler than Perth? It was, that was one of the reasons. <laughs> it was raining one of the days. Yeah. <laughs> More to the point, it doesn't really have a lot of industry that's pushing it and it's a little bit far away for people to be going down for the weekend. Yeah. So why is there a push towards more demand in Albany. I can understand Dunsborough. I can understand the mining towns, but what's Albany bringing to the table? Yeah, so I think it is that holiday market uh, and I think it is a case of people considering location. So obviously there's a percentage of the population that would prefer Albany over and Denmark over, say, Dunsborough. Both of those locations down there, as in Albany and Denmark, as you say, it is just an absolutely beautiful part of the world. Probably a bit of, you know, one of those classic WA secrets where Herons of White have got offices across the country. We've got 800 people working for us. Uh, I don't end up in Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane with people saying, hey, I'm going to go to Albany. (laughs) So they they talk to me about going to see the whale sharks and they talk about Broome all the time, those kinds of locations, and obviously talk about Margaret River in terms of wine. But it's just one of those ones that doesn't get promoted well enough. And it's a... WA holiday destination, not a Australian holiday destination. Yeah, yeah, I still, I still don't know where it's coming from with with regards to Albany. Yeah, but it, it's nice to see because it has been struggling for quite a while. Yeah, 
Uh, is Esperance getting the same push, I guess? Yeah, so Esperance is interesting because it is that a whole lot further away, mm. you know, eight or nine hour drive or you can fly down there. It's and its, its own camp. market. Yep. I would have thought the only people that are buying and selling there are people that live there. Yeah. And so that market, you know, hasn't got the same heat as, as in Albany, but it still has been underpinned by, over a long period of time by some very decent money. So money that comes in that, there out of the farming community. And if anything, the industry in there really underpins that town. So because... Uh, the regional location to the north, all of that wheat and sheep farms have, have done so well over a period of time that money's flowed into a place like Esperance. And that probably gives you a little bit of an indication on Albany as well. Maybe it's because of the cheap money. This is when you buy things. Yep. Uh, and and you, know, you just wouldn't buy it even if you had the money five years ago because it was more expensive to do so. Should we just head directly north to Kalgoorlie? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Cal's pretty interesting. In You've t- not liked Cal for a long time. <laughs> Don't throw me under the Kalgoorlie bus, <laughs> uh, the Kalgoorlie ore truck. Yeah. Um, they have had some really good activity. I think last time we talked, we did have those land sales stats. Remember, we were talking about six lots had flown out the door really quickly, I think. Yeah, you'd gone ice cold to lukewarm yeah. last time on yeah, Kalgoorlie. Yeah. So good activity in there. It's probably in terms of a location that is lacking a bit of activity, it's, it's probably Cal. Obviously, it's not on anyone's radar really it's a holiday destination gold mining obviously underpins the the economy there gold price down at the minute which is really interesting given the way that the equities markets are performing and stupid things like bitcoin are going pretty keen on the location uh because the fundamentals are are underpinned for the future price is still so cheap the one thing that i would warn people on is when you read the magazines especially the national magazines, and they just pump out the rental yields. You'll see places like Kandana and Kanana, so that, you know, place Boulder, for example, with 13% rental yields, and you can buy a property for $130,000 out there, and you think, geez, I'm going to buy three of them. Mm. The reality is that rental yield of 13% on $120,000 is fifteen grand a year. Yeah. And you're probably spending five grand on maintenance and insurance out there anyway. Yeah. So you're not making a whole bunch. Let's Don't get overexcited about this. Yeah. And remember that it is a swing town. It can go up to, to 200 and then right back down to 100 very quickly. Yeah. And you might not be able to sell for 12 months. Yeah. When you're buying in the regional locations, it doesn't matter what location it's in, you really got to consider whether you're going to buy something that you're not going to go and look at. You have to make sure that uh, you might you're going to be prepared to jump on a plane and go there. Yep. Newman would be next, wouldn't it? Yeah, if we're going in a nice big loop. Yeah, so Newman is returning or rebounding uh, post mining decrease in activity. There's a lot of stock in that town to be absorbed yet. It's certainly bounced off its its lowest ebb. The values are rising, but they're not rising rapidly. Geraldton? Geraldton is really an interesting town. It's really in our opinion, struggling a bit to get back on its feet. Another place that I'd be less less confident, say, than a Kalgoorlie where the fundamentals seem to be so solid. At least as an industry. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's just one industry yeah. in Kalgoorlie. Yeah. So, Jero's just struggling along. Uh, there's some really cheap stock in there. It's trying to find its feet. The town centre is still struggling in terms of excess property in there and some things that are essentially driving... Uh, Social issues Dragging well. things backwards in terms of the livability of the town. But... Um, uh, on, on the back end of that is there's still some really great lifestyle properties there and it's also a pretty beautiful place to live and you know obviously the locals have really good reason to live there and it's a great bit of coastline so yeah you know in our settlements team we've actually seen quite a few files come through from Exmouth yeah I'll bet you have uh, because never the place is sold out yeah. Um, yeah it's pretty crazy uh, talking to the, the local agents up there 
Um, I was up there kind of three weeks ago or so. It's interesting to see that. Were you looking to buy something, Brando? Uh, I'm not sure about that. No, I was just doing some valuations. Yeah. From our point of view, we've moved from a stage in that market where there's a lot of purchase activity and we were on a plane every couple of weeks doing lots of valuations to to help with purchase. Now we're actually starting to do valuations for refinance. So it's the micro market of what's going on in Perth where the locals have gone beauty values are back finally i'm, I'm below 80 percent. yeah, and, yeah. And, and it's safe to get my house valued you know it doesn't matter what your lvr is when the market's down and the value's gone below what you either paid for it or, or it cost you to build it's not the most fantastic idea to have a val on re- on file at the bank mm. uh, so with that rebound in prices it brings further activity and and also people obviously redrawing on equity and, and going again going to spend some more money yeah there's nearly nothing available in these sub- in these places like yeah. Exmouth, for example. Yeah, so the other really interesting thing that we saw there was some locally based high net worth people go and buy into the marina in there. So those blocks had been sitting there for five years yeah. on the market. Probably three quarters of them still empty. Yep, spot on. And then, so the volume of sales in there, I think we worked out there was 26 blocks sold within a month or so after the grants were announced in that, that Exmouth Marina. So create stampede of activity. And again, just fascinating analysis of a market. Where were all those buyers yeah. while all those proper lots sat on the market for that long period of time? Admittedly, there were vendors that would have been sitting there going, I will not sell until the market returns to a certain level. I just want my money back on this thing. So they weren't even available. Yeah. So they're technically not available. But then obviously there was pent-up demand sitting around waiting to move in there. When yeah. people build homes in places like Exmouth, are they building steel frame? Yeah, a variety of. Yeah, so mainly steel frame. So the local builders that are based up there would build uh, concrete slab, steel frame and clad internally and externally. They, they seem to build a really decent product up there. The houses that we've seen up there are really good quality. They don't depreciate any quicker than a brick home? No, no, definitely not. And obviously they've got cyclone requirements and those kinds of things up there and the quality of finish is, is really good. The other thing product that we see in there is transportable homes. So something that might be constructed in a yard in Maddington in Perth here and then chucked on a truck. They look a lot different these days to what they have in the past. So listeners that have a, a donger in their head as, as an imagination, some of this product, you can't tell the difference as to whether it's been, once it's on site and established, it's really difficult to tell the difference between whether it's built in Maddington in a shed or built on site. There's yeah. a lot of amazing technology these days with CNC machines. And we're not talking about 3D printing these plastic homes. These are prefabbed uh, companies called Offsite and they're, they're doing some really crazy stuff that I think is an interesting time right now in building given yeah. how expensive it's become to build. I think it's going to create, again, culture shift through necessity. Some people are going to move hopefully to a critical mass away from brick as the one and only towards options like timber to an extent steel frame as well which are just as good build quality and they last just as long but they're not double brick obviously yeah, yeah. and they're not a lot of double brick housing you know in the regions anyway in wa brick. yeah yeah um, but it, that's where people find it acceptable yeah but they don't find it acceptable in, in perth. perth metro it's yeah. pretty funny yeah. uh now just to pause while we're talking regions and in particular kalgoorlie round into the northwest people just need to be careful about their building costs there so don't go and buy yourself a, a flippantly a block of cheap land and think that you will build a house there for the same cost as Perth. It's going to be nearly double, yeah. easily double. Yeah, sometimes so, more than double. I thought exactly. So yeah. just be really careful about that. Talking about building costs, Carath is a good example of where it costs you know seven hundred grand to build a three hundred grand home in Perth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that obviously is why there's always a supply issue up in those northwest regions as well. Carratha's going well at the moment. It seems to be going in fits and starts from what we can see. So there'll be a hive of activity for a few weeks 
uh, some supply will come to the market, it'll get absorbed, there might be a slight price increase on the previous transactions, there'll be a lull, probably led by the fact that there's not that many listings, and then there'll be some more that hit the market and, and the same thing will happen. So it's kind of a juttering return. And again, we're in a situation where the market is at odds with itself or arguing with itself as to whether the time is right to continue, uh, to commence construction of single residential dwellings. Well, there it's again. still a bet at the end of the day. Yeah, and you we've know, seen some big transactions in there, multiple lot purchases from uh, from individuals going to buy a whole lot of vacant land in there. Obviously, they're picking that that was the bottom of the market. They've bought up, and now we wait and see whether they build one house or ten houses. What what see what the scenario plays out. It still costs that much to build a home, and the median price is still not seven hundred grand plus land value. Yep. So it is still a bet. But if you bet now and you bet right, then you're possibly ahead of the game. Yeah, and the angle there, obviously, the investor is looking for is is to get a really decent rental return. Would you have the balls to buy in Caratha right now? Uh, no, I'd, I'd be looking in other locations, but that's just because that's not on my preference list. But if you took that away personally, maybe just let's just yeah. look at it so a bit more the, objectively. From Do you a think risk it's already view, too risky? Yeah, from a risk point of view, well, number one, let's just uh, be really clear that you miss any bargain yeah. that that time's well and truly passed two or three years ago yeah. let's also look at what happened in the last boom where values went up for a, sta- a, a nice dwelling four by two in a good location in there were over a million dollars they're heading towards one and a half and then they went down to 400 and then they dropped by 66 percent definitively yeah. by 66 percent so do your risk assessment. Why you'd be buying in there would be to chase yield and you would be wanting to make sure that you're getting at least a 10% yield, maybe more. Unless you're an owner-occupier who's flush with money and not worry about the value of their home at any point in time, you would have thought, again, what goes up must go down at some point and you'd have to have an exit strategy. Yeah, yep. And a again, couple of years of chasing the wave and then get out and some silly bugger with his self-made superannuation fund is going to sell it, buy it off you for a mil. History repeats itself, Brendan. It does, yeah, yeah. And, and I can't see why it wouldn't go back to those numbers. So there's the the tip for the listeners in terms of those people ready to take a risk. Uh, but just please make sure that that's not advice no. uh, that you're listening to. You uh, Do your own assessment. It's a super opportunity right now if you had a very agile eye on the market, you had ears on the ground, and you were happy to get in and out in two to three years as a maximum, I'd be very nervous, very nervous holding any property after the next two or three years. Yeah. Recognize when you've made a win and then cash it out. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the, you know... That's Hubris. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. Lastly, Port Hedland. Maybe start with South or, or join the whole lot together. It doesn't matter either way, really, because essentially we've seen the oversupply uh, soaked up. Probably, again, that kind of late December, early January time where there were the last few cheap products around where investors were coming through going, look, there's a, still a one better at 140-odd grand. I'll, I'll go and grab that. And there's there were, we could see that market listing just slowly ebbing away, mm. right? That one's gone, that one's gone, that one's gone. Because that was the theme left. of your last chat. It was that, yeah, look, Port Hedland's looking good, but we still haven't seen the crazy yet. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's solid... Uh, so we, we, we're almost at that outer supply stage and now we're seeing that value growth stage. It's not white hot value growth like it is in Perth Metro and those south southwest region, but it, the value growth is there. There's also the Port Hedland buyback scheme going on in there at the moment. So... Uh, People can go and do their own research about what's going on, but uh, I won't comment on whether that skews the market or anything, but it does mean that there's a fair portion in Port Hedland, 
I think it's 450-odd houses, where vendors are sitting on their hands, really, because they're not going to transact whilst there's mm. a process going in terms of uh, potentially buying back their house. So uh, any anyone buying into the area just needs to be conscious that that's happening in the background and it's skewing market activity. On a broad base, though, you're positive for the region's... Yeah, yeah, and um, we might as well skip up to Broome as well. Oh, we where, missed Broome. Yeah, Go Broome. We're still going up the coast. Sorry. Right? So, yeah, Broome's going well. Um, probably lagged some of the other regions in terms of getting that activity moving, and it, maybe that was just because it was wet season up there as everything else started changing. Isn't Broome pumping, isn't it? You can't even get an, a hotel room or a place at the bar for, yeah. a, for a quiet beer in Broome. Well, that was the back end of last year. Uh, and it will, that will be obviously the story in season this year as well. And so I'd expect the market, you know, market's going well now and I would expect the market to take off as we get out of wet season and into tourist season. Yeah. And their main problem up there, as it is uh, in the southwest, as it is in Perth Metro, is they've got to try and get some people there to work. No one's holiday experience is going to be any good unless there's someone there to serve them. Yeah. You know, I'm really surprised that that hasn't been an issue that's been at the forefront of the election, that we need casual workers in all of WA it's in particular in the hospitality industry to come and make it a nice place to visit I think they just you know they've always for so long just relied on the Italians the Frenchmen the Dutch to go up there on their one year working holiday visa and live the life and I don't know do you know anyone that would like to work in Broome uh, I reckon there'd be a whole lot of Balinese that'd be pretty happy to come and work well, in I'm hospitality sure would, yeah. in WA. Yeah. Uh, I reckon we should uh, get on the front foot and go, those Balinese people have helped us out in the past and always looked after us on holiday. They should uh, all get a special visa to come and work in no, WA for a year. That's a really good idea. But the, the, the fact that with this new federal subsidy coming in and only Broome is the, the only <laughs> yeah, WA yeah. place uh, that's going to get a leg up from the East Coast Yep. But still, that's that should be a, a massive jump in people coming through there as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, having spoken to my colleagues that hang out in, in Victoria, they are really over last winter. They will all be looking for Queensland coast and obviously Broome is, is similar climate. They, they really want to get out of Victoria this winter. I would be very surprised if they're not flooding into Broome. Yep. What's the theme of the story for the regions this time? I suppose sustainability is, is another question for it. You know, how sustainable are those prices over a longer period of time? We're always concerned that, about that as conservative valuers. And probably infrastructure. I did a, a, a panel session uh, with the API and REWA at the start of the year in, in January. And I just called out the the phone infrastructure. So it's all great that everyone talks about people going to work from home and now the world's changed and we can all work from the regions and I'll buy a holiday house somewhere and go in there and work. We still have massive issues in our Bustleton office when the caravan park down the road is fully occupied the internet speed of our office drops through the floor it's <laughs> the old just top of wires yeah, yeah. And, and then the same when i go to Exmouth and i'm trying to upload jobs uh in the evening so pretty simple data packet flicking down the line to the bank and you can't push anything through uh something that takes one minute to upload in in perth metro and you're sitting there with a spinning wheel for, for 20 minutes half an hour because everyone's on netflix in the evening so yeah. I, i'd just call out Growing someone pains. needs to do something about yeah. uh in particular internet infrastructure in in those regional locations yeah well I, I, that's the small things that stop people making serious long-term decisions yeah. to live there so you can't go to your holiday home and spend a week there working from home if you know that your internet is not going to work all day every day mm. seamlessly yeah good point well i think uh, it's risk for reward and there's risk in all always in all regional areas and you want to probably find a place that you see reward. Yep. I'm still a fan of Newman. I don't think we've seen enough reward yet for what the risk is. Yep. 
think Port Hedland has still got its opportunities as well. I'd be super nervous about Carrath, but I'm sure there are a lot of people that'll make another three, four hundred grand over the next couple of years yep. if they did make the call. The rest of the place, uh, my personally, I think a lot of that's owner-occupied stuff that I'll leave them to their lifestyle choices. And then the other thing for people to consider is, uh, in, in particular, if they're looking for a holiday home, there is a cycle. Things will obviously out of control in some locations at the moment, but that will settle down into the future and maybe consider, you know, do you need that holiday Chill home out. right now yeah. or do you need it in the next cycle in five years' time? Yeah. Good point. Brendan, Ptolemy, thank you very much for coming in again, mate. That's 25 minutes of gold as always. Cheers, Trent. Speak a lot to of fun. you in the next quarter with Jesus. I don't know what it's the going to Let's wait be. and see where we're at next Yeah, time. the question yeah. will be what's not hot maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Cheers, mate. mate. Thank Bye. you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Perth Property Show. If you've only just joined the conversation, you can catch up by heading over to our website, perthpropertyshow.com.au, subscribing to the podcast or joining our Facebook page. Don't forget to tune in next Monday at 7am for more expert insights, local analysis and suburb spotlights. Happy hunting!